Whether you have a skin interest, a skin query, a skin trauma, or skin disease, I warmly welcome you to Heal Thy Skin, a podcast brought to you by Derm Health Co. I'm Marnie, dermal clinician, dermoscopist, and your podcast host. Skin is deeper than beauty, and our mission is to build the largest platform of specialized practitioners focused on skin health and skin empowerment. Join me each week where we go deep into the skin and beyond to hear stories and education from leading practitioners on a journey of skin health. Hello, welcome to the Heal Thy Skin podcast. I'm Marnie, your host, and today I'm traveling virtually to the UK and speaking with Cheryl Shaw, a mum, model, diversity advocate, and she lives with congenital melanocytic nevi. Uh, Throughout the episode, we refer to this as CMN because it is quite a tongue twister, and Cheryl shares her journey growing up. She found some real challenges, feeling that she looked different to her peers, but then she's come through a real breakthrough in adulthood and she encourages those with CMN or visible skin differences to do the same. It's a really heartwarming um, and at times quite distraught story, Um, but I encourage you to listen all the way through to the end because there's lots of gold nuggets in there that I think that you'll love And the first question that I started by asking Cheryl was what she thought was the biggest misconception about CMN. I think for me, the biggest misconception is not being able to have a normal quality of life with my condition. I kept up because of what I went through with the bullying and the name calling. In my head, I was telling myself, I cannot go on holiday. I cannot wear a dress. I cannot take my son swimming. I cannot have a nice summer by wearing what I want. But really, I could. I was able to. But because in my head, I kept on saying I cannot because of my skin. I just felt like I just couldn't have a normal life. I couldn't be a normal person. And I think for me, that was the biggest misconception when, you know, in having my skin condition. Yeah, that's really challenging. And we will talk about some more of those challenging times in a little while. But first of all, I'd just like to ask for listeners that may not know, what is CMN? Okay, so CMN is called congenital meningocytic nevus, and it's presented at birth. And when you are forming in the womb, you have an abnormal skin cell, which then presents the condition CMN. And as far as other health-related issues, can it pose a health problem? Mm. And did it for you when you were born? Yeah. Okay. So with CMN, you have to be really careful when it comes to sunlight because too much exposure to sunlight can cause cancerous moles. So we have to be really careful when it comes to the sun, make sure we use our skin and our sun lotions. I don't have no problems, but we're supposed to get checked quite regular with our condition, especially more at, at a younger age. So it was like, every six months and it turned to every like yearly appointment to see a dermatologist and then we just when we get into adult we just got to keep an eye on you know any changes any changes to the mold we have to get referred to see a dermatologist to check it just to make sure that everything's okay with the mold. And in your experience have you had any abnormal looking nevi that have had to be removed or, or monitored over that time frame? No, I did want them removed, but not based on the fact that there was any alarming issues with mold. 
I just wanted them removed because I didn't like them when I was younger. So I didn't have to have any removal of the mould due to any concerns. So tell us about your story, Cheryl. So growing up, before the age of 11, I was fine. I was, I was a happy child. I did recognise that I was different, but it didn't really bother me. Up until when I started secondary school, that's when it was noticeable to me that I am very different comparing to everyone. And I was just, I was getting called names like Conjure Man Dalmatian, Cookie Doll, Butty Face. People would draw pictures of me in the school toilet. And that really affected the way how I felt about myself. I resented my skin. I resented people that didn't look like me. I wanted to look like other girls. I wanted to be able to wear skirts, dresses, even like for PE. I only went swimming once in PE, um, for PE because I didn't like showing my legs. And that first time when I did go swimming, I wore a swimming costume with leggings. And because I was getting teased by the fact that I was wearing a swimming costume with leggings, I thought, well, I'm definitely not going back and showing my legs. So it was just difficult as a child um, from the age of 11, teenager years, even into my adult life. I found it difficult to have relationships because I was worried about what they will think of my legs, if they was going to get put off by it. Because of the things that people say about my skin, I just thought to myself, well, if these people are saying these things about my skin, then me getting into a relationship with somebody, they're going to think the same. And it was very difficult to like, not even just have relationships with, like close relationships with like other boys. It was having, I was finding it difficult to have relationships with friends, relationships with family members, because I hated how I looked and I hated myself. I didn't like anybody else. I was, I was jealous of other people. I resented other people. And it made, it turned me into a horrible person. So I wasn't nice. I wasn't nice to people. I used to say horrible things about people only because of how I felt about myself. Then eventually, you know, got into a relationship. I had children. And even down to having children, it was difficult because I kept on worrying about, oh my gosh, are my children going to look like me? On the scans, I'm trying to look to see if I can see any moles on the scans. And I was very, very concerned as to, you know, like, I didn't want them to have my condition because how it affected me and the things that people say about me. And I didn't want my, my children going through that. And just like even giving birth and making the midwife like see my legs was difficult. So I'm giving birth, but at the same time, I'm very conscious about the midwife looking at me, like seeing my legs, you know, just like little things like that. Um, so yeah, and it affected my mental health to the point where I didn't want to be here. I had, like, I just thought, well, why was I born like this? And there was nobody else with my condition. And I just felt like alienated, if that makes any sense. So yeah, it just affected my mental health to the point I didn't want to be here. I was low moods, I was depressed. And it affected my mum as well because she was depressed because she didn't know. When, when I was born, she didn't know what it was. The mm. doctors didn't really give up a proper clinical name until when I was about 13. Wow. So yeah so it was just my and going on like girls holidays I didn't do that I didn't do that I didn't you know going out like I had to always wear cover my legs like wear jeans where all the girls are doing shopping for like dresses I had to do shopping for like jeans or try and find something that can cover my legs 
and even little things like that was very depressing and I just felt like I just shouldn't be a part of society because I couldn't do what society was able to do like all what my friends was able to do and mm. my cousins was able to do yeah it, it was tough mm. it was tough really challenging I'm so sorry that you know you had to experience that teenage life is really hard enough with kids can be really mean for you know yeah. for really no reasons and and it's quite incredible looking back and you know hearing some of those names that were called and it's just like who are these people today just children mm-hmm. it's really terrible I'm interested to hear it sounds like what you went through there's like this sense of isolation and being very alone so were teachers and and other peers kind of aware of what was happening and how that was affecting you did you have that support did you have a network early on at school I didn't have the support it started off like in year seven the first year of secondary school that's when the bullying started and that's when I felt very that's the from the start I felt very very isolated from year seven but because of the continuous bullying throughout year seven when it started like year eight going into my later years in school I became the horrible person so the teachers looked at me as right like you're the disruptive one mm-hmm. I never used to like I used to always truant from school I was always used to miss lessons and I was the disruptive one but not realizing that it was from the issues that I used that I was experiencing in school from year seven does that make any sense it does so, it, it's interesting because you would think that teachers you know having a, a level of understanding of children and behaviors and seeing or people from more different backgrounds and probably also having, you know, an understanding of psychology, especially a teacher that has been in the industry for some time. It's so unfortunate that there wasn't someone that was able to see through that. I'm interested, Mm. Cheryl, you've got children now. Mm. Do you think it would be a completely different scenario, Um, you know, now that we're jumping forth quite a few years? Do you think things have changed in, in the school system and just in society in general? Yeah, I mean, it's changed a bit because you've got more, like, in regard to, like, my condition, you've got more awareness with my condition now. So there's more awareness in regards to CMN and there's not even just CMN. You've got people that go into schools and give their stories about how they were treated with their disability and how they were treated with their ethnicity and their other visible differences, whereas it's a bit more... It's a, when it comes to categorizing the differences in conditions and disabilities there's more awareness about about them things and there's more support around them things but so I do feel it would it's different now but in regards to society I think now it's more pressurable into having to look a certain type of way and be a certain Mm. type of way so in regards to that side of things I, I find that it's challenging if that makes any sense. So I don't know if I might need to re-record this part. <laughs> Not at all. There's, there's, there's like two really of obvious like kind of pendulums. Like on one yeah. side we have this body positivity and, you know, these Bonds commercials and, yeah. and things kind of embracing all shapes and sizes and, 
you know, all diversities. And then from the other side, we're seeing these Instagram filters where like 10 year olds are making their look like they've got two mils of lip filler. So um, there's such a variance and, and it is challenging and it's probably quite easy to kind of get trapped either way yeah. where some people go down either route and you know on you the one sort of that. yeah I'm on sorry the, no that's okay on the one hand we've got body positivity and things that are that are great but there's also you know that toxic positivity that can be seen yeah. in that culture so it's important to find that middle ground which is really yeah. difficult especially yeah if you are a child or a teenage navigating all yeah. these differences so that's exactly that's what I meant to say but I don't know why my words aren't coming <laughs> but yeah so in regards to sort of awareness of a person's condition yeah there's more out there in regards to that but then on the other side it's the comparing the comparing yourself to the way how the media portrays beauty and that's a difficult part and it's trying to get a person to accept themselves for who they are, no matter their difference, no matter what they look like, no matter what they're conscious about, instead of having to say, I want to look like this person, I want to look like this influencer, I want to look like this Instagram model. So it's kind of, you know. So yeah, answering your question, I think would it be different now? Yes and no, I would say. Yeah. So you've been on quite a journey with your relationship with self, relationship with your skin you know I could ask when did the kind of this journey start and really it started at birth but as far as you know those challenges that you went through being a teenager and then where you're kind of placed now where did that journey start was there a moment in time where you thought this is enough and I really need to kind of look at this path of really developing a relationship with myself where I love and accept myself yeah I'd say the turning point for me was when I was going on holiday. I was going to Florida and it was a two-week holiday. And I was sitting there, I was ordering stuff online and I was getting very depressed because once again, I couldn't look for the bikinis. I couldn't look for the the dresses. I kept on telling myself I couldn't look for the bikinis. I couldn't look for the dresses because I can't wear those things. And then I was just thinking about my children and I was thinking about, I don't want my boys to go through this. I don't want my boys to not be able to be comfortable in their own skin and have to hide themselves and not feel like they can be themselves and be conscious about how they look. And I just thought to myself, you know what, let me just order a few things, like some shorts and some dresses, because I'm going to be in America. No one ain't going to know me. And I won't see these people ever again. So it's going to be easier for me to wear shorts over in America. And I put on my shorts. And it was so nerve-wracking. Just coming out of that hotel room, I was so nervous. I was thinking, oh, my gosh, everyone's going to stare. Everyone's going to look. What are they going to say? That You know, they're going to be scornful. And, I was like, parents are going to move their children away from me because that's what used to happen when I was younger. Like, the pe- pe- like parents used to get their children and, like, move them away from me and stuff. And um, so, yeah, and I just walked, went into the lobby, walked out the hotel, and I was scared. But then as I'm walking, I'm seeing people just walking past me and I'm thinking, oh, they haven't looked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I carried on walking, but then people would stare, but they wasn't staring in a way to make it noticeable. Like I'm looking at like 
some people used to stare and say things and put like what's that what what's that on your face and you know make it make me know that they're staring for long periods of time but these people were just like staring but just kind of walking I'm thinking oh that's not too bad so then I just I felt, started to feel a bit more comfortable and then I've gone into the theme park and that was the biggest challenge going into a big massive theme park with hundreds of people and I did it and like I said people stare and to be fair there was people in the theme park staring for long periods like the kids would be staring for long like looking like thinking what's that and I felt okay I felt fine and that's when I started to build up my confidence in America so I just kept on like you know wearing dresses for the last few days and I just felt really good and I was like do you know what this is actually making me feel good accepting my skin condition it's a different feeling and this feeling that I'm having right now I'm loving this feeling I want to continue to have this feeling I don't want to be feeling depressed about my skin and feeling like I'm in a dark place and feeling isolated and secluded and so then I was like okay it's good I've you know built up my confidence in America now I've got to do this in the UK now I've got to do this where I am from and where I'm going to be seeing the people that says the things that they says to me and but I did it I did it and it's just such an amazing feeling just to be able to be myself and not care what people think and for me it was gaining that confidence and not caring what people think about my skin condition and not caring what they're going to say because because I had that nice feeling of just being happy with myself I didn't want that to go I wanted to continue to have that feeling forever like it's a feeling that I've never felt ever and at that time I was 31 so imagine from the age of 11 up until the age of 31 I was in a horrible place with myself to now feeling in such an amazing my headspace was different it felt lighter (laughs) you know what I mean and then I just started posting pictures on Instagram and you know to try and just make awareness and inspire others that are going through confidence issues by how they, you know, because I'm not comfortable with how they look, don't like how they look. And then, you know, and then people started contacting me saying, can we do, you know, can we do a shoot with you? And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, this is where I'm going to have to start building my confidence all over again because I'm not used to this, <laughs> you know. I don't know how to pose in front of a camera and stuff. But I did it and then just starting to just get people contacting me to be a part of projects brand and it's just amazing and the messages that I get in regards to helping others is an amazing feeling because of how I used to feel about my skin and not liking who I was and I never thought that I would have been able to do what I did I never ever thought that I was going to be able to wear a dress confidently and be proud to be in that dress to be proud to be in them shorts because I used to get like coffee coloured tights to match my skin type to and, and I used to wear like six pairs to cover my mold with a skirt and now like to be able just to put on a pair of shorts and just show my legs and just to be proud of them proud of my skin honor my body honor who I am it's an amazing feeling I just love that story and I just want to let our listeners know this is obviously a podcast so it's audio only but Cheryl and I have over video and 
you just look so liberated telling that story. Oh. There was like this shine in your eye and I could just <laughs> see like this excitement. So it's how incredible yeah. that like this little experiment that you thought, I'm just going to a place that no one knows me. I'm just going to try <laughs> this out and yeah. you know see how it fits, see how it feels. And for it yeah. to have such a significant effect on your life, the way that you feel about yourself, but also all of these amazing opportunities that have come up since then. So well done. Like the fear and the nervousness, you know, when you were talking about that, I kind of felt that for you only because it is scary going out of your comfort zone and, you know, those thoughts racing through your head, but well done for just pushing through. And it's just a really beautiful story. Thank you. So Cheryl, I'd really like to ask, you're now a mum, a model, diversity advocate a lot's mm. changed you know chalk and cheese from the person that you spoke about yourself years ago mm. and you know this perception of self-love over the years but if you could talk to your teenage self now what would you tell her I would say to her what don't compare yourself to anybody your mold makes you you who you are you're unique you're beautiful and the people that say things and nasty things about you only goes to show what they feel about themselves. They're going through their insecurities, so they're letting it out on you. So don't take what horrible people say about your skin to heart because that is not who you are. You are a beautiful girl with moles, uniquely beautiful, and just accept and just love yourself because loving yourself create a better relationship with yourself as well as better relationships with people around you. So don't compare yourself. Just be who you are. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. Shell, it's interesting you mention, you know, relationships because in the many, many conversations that we've had from people with all different types of skin conditions and experiences, one thing that constantly comes up is the relationship with not just self but others. And it's just so incredibly important for us to be able to relate to others and have those relationships. And I think if we're talking just about happiness and like just general well-being, relationships is one of those things that constantly comes back no matter where, what kind of um, background or time of life that you're living in. Relationships yeah. are so key. So it's beautiful that you've been able to develop that for yourself. What are some of the highlights of the, your advocacy pursuits? Being able to share my story on platforms that I never thought that I would have been able to be, for example, Vogue. I've always looked at Vogue as a place where they don't really show people like me. And to be contacted, to be able to share my story in Vogue Italia is such an amazing amazing opportunity and amazing feeling to help inspire others and also one of the best things I will say as well is being a part of a charity that does research on my condition called Caring Matters Now and I was able to share my story with them and now I'm an adult support contact and I'm just like I can't believe this do you know what I mean like seriously I just I'm like how am I able to be a part of this amazing charity that does amazing research and has other contacts with my condition and be a part of that 
when I was feeling how I was feeling before about my skin, you know, and to be now just to be a part of that is such an amazing achievement for me. So definitely that. And also doing over modeling for different campaigns, different brands and being a part of an agency is amazing. It's amazing. Seriously, never, ever thought, never thought that I would have been able to because of how my mindset was about my skin and about myself. Congratulations. Such an amazing achievement. Yeah. Thank you. I'd love to hear, Cheryl, I'm not sure if you live anywhere where you grow up, but have you seen or spoken to anyone at school since you've kind of had this breakthrough and this change of your life? Yeah, loads, loads of people, yeah. And it's it's been, I've had people that's contacted me, apologising, you know, saying, Cheryl, I'm sorry for what I put you through. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And, and, and I'm like, I've forgiven you. I've forgiven you guys from the day that I was able to accept my condition. I've forgiven everyone mm-hmm. because I'm on my journey now and I forgot all about that. If I keep on thinking, if I didn't forgive and I kept on having that resentment towards them, I wouldn't be where I am now on the levels of living myself. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So, so yeah, they've contacted me. And even like other people that never used to call me names were like, Cheryl, I didn't know you was going through that. I didn't know that you was experiencing that. And now it makes sense. And now they're like, they're like oh, okay, so now that, you know, now it makes sense why you never used to come into school. And now it makes sense why you never used to do swimming. And you always used to give an excuse not to do swimming and, and things. And now it makes sense why you always wanted to wear like joggers when we used to like do netball and, and things like that. So yeah, I've had, I've had, I've had a, a lot of people contact me. It's interesting, school. isn't it, to hear that perception of others yeah. where they're like, wow, I didn't know. I didn't know that you yeah. were going through that or I didn't yeah. think that yeah. it's really interesting because especially in our yeah. teenage selves, we can get very, you know, in our thoughts. Mm. And it's not even that as well. It's, it's more as well like the person that I became. I became yeah. a horrible person. Mm. So there was like, you was always like you know you shown that you was tough you shown that you wasn't scared of it because I felt like I had to put up that to defend myself and to not make anyone take the mickey with me and stop trying to mm. stop bullying me and stuff I always used to get into fights if somebody calls me a name straight away I just wanted to attack you know someone stares at me straight away I'm looking at them like what are you looking at you know don't look at me like that and and that's, that's the person that I became and there was always thought like I always thought that you was just like there was a few of them said I was actually scared of you mm. I was actually scared of you in school like when it came to like year nine year ten I was scared of you and I was like oh my gosh is this is how I made people feel about me like oh because I didn't like how I looked and this is why it's so important to love yourself because you you're not going to be that person you're not going to be resentful towards people you're not going to want to be horrible towards people you're not gonna because you love yourself so much that you're giving that love back out to other mm. people you know so yeah. You've been able to have some of these really important conversations over on social media platforms and and share your story. Mm. Are there any kind of memorable moments, community moments that you can share with us? Yeah, there was one where I went to London and I'd done a real cat, it was called the Real Cat Walk in London. And there was lots of people there with, you know, differences, different, different abilities, disabilities, you know, being proud of themselves and being proud of who they are and embracing. And there was this little girl called Abby and she had the same condition as me. She is, when I, that was the mole, because 
me and her mum used to communicate on Instagram and the mum knew I was going and then when I met the mum there like I, then I seen Abby running up to me I was just like oh my gosh she's so beautiful and meeting her that was I, I would never ever I mean I've done so many different things and met, I met so many different beautiful people but Abby was definitely a highlight for me because I looked at her and she was just so innocent you know she was four at the time and she's just so innocent and just she's and the thing is she understood and she was aware of her condition and she would speak about it and she was like oh you've got a spot like mine and with a beautiful Liverpoolian accent and I was just you know it was just so so amazing just to meet her and that was one of my highlights oh yeah that's lovely yeah Cheryl what's um one or some of your favorite self-care activities and have they changed you know since this kind of I guess 180 turn in your life I will say one of my best self-care activities will be I like to just chill in the bath some candles my face mask on and reading a book and just being in a really good mindset and relaxing to know I mean this is me this is like it's just such a nice feeling just to be like okay time out being Cheryl loving me loving myself and just really yes. oh you yeah a bath I mean? oh a bath yeah. yes <laughs> it, it's like this language I think anyone any side of the world although my partner doesn't like baths but who <laughs> doesn't like baths but yeah that sense of just you know yeah. being in your birthday suit in yeah. you know this divinely warm water and and you just yeah just there and it's just so relaxing. relaxing. It's, it's, a, it's a great activity. It it's a great pastime. You could spend yeah. an hour in a bath just easily. Yeah, easily. Whereas before, I never really used to like, I used to prefer showers than baths, but now I'm just able to just to be in the bath and just look at my legs and read my book and I may have a nice glass of wine there, you know, just. Love it. Just nice, just nice feelings. Love me. And that is one of my best self-cares. I've got, I do quite a few of them, but that is one of my favourites. That's really nice that you've been able to, yeah, develop that. I'd really love to hear any advice that you either give to community members or, you know, Mm -hmm. even just some that you'd like to share with Dermhouse co-listeners for someone that may have semen or they may have another skin condition and they're feeling in a bit of a dark place. Yeah, I would say it's so important. I can't stress, I know it just becomes boring at times when you hear the same thing over and over again, but I can't stress how important it is to just love and accept who you are. It is so important. You will see your life change and not compare yourself to other people. And also trying, like for me, when I look at my mum my mum was like depressed on how I was going to be able to deal with my skin getting older so sometimes you have to think about the impact that we have on our parents when we're battling confidence issues especially when we've got women was born with a condition so being able just to be who you are and seeing that your parents are and your parents are seeing you happy with who you are and seeing that you're happy with your condition it would totally make their lives so much easier to accept as well that makes any sense because with my mum she she couldn't accept because she was so scared of how I was able to deal with it and it was only 
now like my mom's able to talk about my condition more with me because I've accepted you know and you can see that she's happy for me and she doesn't have no worries about me dealing with it so it's just so important just to accept embrace honor your body honor who you are be yourself and just you know everybody's different everybody's different everybody's different in their own way and just because we've got a visible condition or you know there's something that you're not happy with you know your body's not looking like an Instagram model's body or you know you keep comparing yourself it doesn't make and that beauty comes from within not just on the out so don't look at people and feel oh she's beautiful or he's beautiful why can't I look like that because they're probably not beautiful on the inside so if we learn to love ourselves we can be beautiful not just in the out but also on the in wonderful advice thank you where can people find more about semen is there any relevant resources that you've found valuable over the years yeah, well, Kerry Matters Now. So they are a charity that does research on my skin condition. They have gatherings and there's so many different people on there with stories about CMN. So they are their email address, their website address is www.kerrymattersnow.co.uk. Also, I follow someone on Instagram called Dr. Underscore with CMN. They are amazing. They do interviews with different people with CMN. Absolutely amazing page, inspirational page. And yeah, that they're the two that awesome. I follow. And Cheryl, do you have any projects coming up that you can talk about? Well, I can't go too much into the project, but I have got a very exciting project, hopefully coming out in August. Ooh. And I'm working on it. So. Okay. It hasn't been easy. It's been very challenging, but yeah, it's going to be all worth it in the end. Okay, good. Well, we will be held in suspense until <laughs> you make your announcement. And so, where can people find more about you and the work that you're doing? Yeah, so my Instagram account is where I put everything on there. And um, Sheza, four underscores, Sheza, four underscores on Instagram and I've got my highlights all separated on there with all the different works that I've been doing and all the product projects and campaigns I've just signed on to an agency so I'll be doing a lot of work with them I've got another big project which I can't talk about which I'm starting in the next few weeks as well so you will be seeing all of that so everything that I've been doing is all on there on my Instagram account. Fabulous. Well, if you want to keep in touch and find out about the unspoken projects that are coming up, the very secret things, then go give Cheryl a follow. And thank you so much for joining us uh, on the other side of the globe. It's been an absolute pleasure to hear your story. So thank you for just being so honest. Well, thank you for having me. It's been an absolute lovely evening talking about this is something that I just love talking about. And, you know, I'm just very happy that you're able to share my story in your podcast. And it's been an amazing interview, so thank you. Thank you. What a wonderful conversation. I enjoyed speaking with Cheryl so much. Um, Her story was really, I, I felt in her voice this change, and you probably heard it as well, this change when she was talking about being on that holiday and, And she went out and she felt like, oh, people aren't looking at me like I expected that they were going to. And this really, this one act really changed the course 
of Cheryl's life. Really incredible how just, you know, taking one action, one decision can just catapult you in a different direction. Um, So I really hope that you enjoyed this story of acceptance, self-love and empowerment. I encourage you to go and give Cheryl a follow on her social media. She shares lots of um, tips and, and just, you know, little treats about her life as well. Uh, And until next time, be skin powered.